Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit. Girl, I do That's some bad hat hair. It's a Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing corporate season one. Damask Leary, how are you yes. doing I'm good. It was my anniversary yesterday with Angela. So Congratulations. We had a little celebration, what we what we could in lockdown. So that was that was nice. Yes. How about you? Uh yeah, pretty good. Had a relaxing day yesterday. It's nice and sunny here in Melbourne, which is nice because so it sounds beautiful. like we're about to be put into an even more extreme lockdown. Uh so that's fun times. <laughs> Things are gonna even get more restricted than they already are. Um, yeah. So at least the weather could be nice. That'd be good. It's not mm. going to stay this way, though. Do you um, know what those extreme lockdown measures are going to be? They haven't been announced yet. They're probably going to be announced while we're recording, actually. But the rumor is there was rumors down to the point of it being like public transport will be um, stopped, and that unless it's unless you're a supermarket, a pharmacy, or a doctor surgery, basically, or a petrol station. They'll, you'll have to close. But right. from what I understand, maybe it's not quite that extreme. Public transport will probably stay open. It'll be mm. retail and like call centers and stuff like that. They'll have to go home basically. Yeah, because um, like how can you justify closing public transport if it's the only way yeah. some people get around? So I don't yeah. think that'll happen and hopefully it means I'll still be able to work. There's like mm-hmm. I've got two – I've got really conflicting states of mind. It's like really don't want to have to stop working at the moment because I haven't mm-hmm. announced this yet on the podcast, but actually my partner and I have bought a house. And mm-hmm. so this is really, really poor time <laughs> to not have an income. Mm. Um, but also six-week holiday. That sounds kind of cool. Um, it does, yeah. But yeah, not the greatest way to have that happen. So we'll see. We'll see, what, we'll see what's announced today. Um, mm. Getting used to wearing a mask though. How are you going with the, the masking up? It's fine. I mean, before we officially had to, I was wearing a mask anyway. It's just, you know, it's a balancing act with the with the glasses. Mm. Um, but I think I've got the system down now, so it's totally fine. The only problem is like, so I have my, cla- my glasses halfway down my nose with the mask just beneath my eyes. So I've got about maybe an inch of vision. <laughs> but, you know, as someone who's been living with uh, sight issues for quite a while, same old, same old. This yep, is nothing new for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you make of the Emmy nominations that were announced this week? Look, have I paid no attention to it? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I haven't really been watching anything 
newsworthy, even in pop culture. I'm just kind of ignoring the world at the moment. Good How call. about you tell me about it? What are your opinions? I'm just trying to remember who uh, – I think Watchmen was the big winner. That's right. I think it ended mm. up with the 26 nominations or something like that, the most of any nice. TV show. So I'd like to go through those in detail with you at some stage, maybe in a future mm-hmm. off-topic, hot topic. But that was cool to see. Um, yeah, very cool. Like this is going to be a one-off season by the looks of things, at least for a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And to just come in this – like, as we talked about when we did the episode, and I do recommend, A, you watch Watchmen, the HBO series, mm. A, you read the original comic book, and A, you listen, and C, you listen to our podcast all about the TV show. But I did not want that show. I thought that was the worst idea ever. And then for it to be as good as it was and to now being recognized as that, I'm pretty mm. happy about that. That's yeah, not a that bad sounds thing. good. Nice. That's exciting. All right, let's get this moving and let's talk about uh, Corporate Season 1 with our spoiler-free review. Let me clue you in. Season in review. Corporate is a workplace comedy series created by Pat Bishop, Matt Ingebreston, and Jake Weissman that premiered on Comedy Central on January 17th, 2018. The show stars both Matt Ingebreston and Jake Weissman alongside Anne Dudek, Adam Lustig, Aparna Nanchurla, Baron Vaughan and Lance Reddick as head of Hampton DeVille, Christian DeVille. Season one consists of 10 episodes, each coming in at around 21 minutes. It took us approximately three hours and 30 minutes to watch. The show was renewed for a second season in February 2018 and its third and final season is currently airing. Damask. Mm-hmm. Before we start talking about corporate, I want to know your background on two things. Number one, workplace comedies that you've both enjoyed or not enjoyed, or just generally what you think of the genre. Mm-hmm. And two, your relationship with the corporate world. Are you someone who has oh. worked in a corporate sort of uh, environment before, inside mm-hmm. an office like uh, Hampton DeVille? Yep. So my favourite workplace comedies um, – you know, call me a basic bitch, but I love The Office and I love Parks and Rec. Um, they informed a lot of the comedy shows that I really, really like. And in terms of my relationship with corporate life, I have only seen behind the corporate curtain as someone in admin, like reception, sure. that type of thing, or doing freelance work. So I've never really been in it in it. I've kind of always just been an outsider, sometimes allowed into that world. And it's awful and I hate it. And but it is genuinely hilarious to watch people who value it a lot. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> uh similarly, big fans of The Office the UK more than The Office US, because I haven't watched a lot of The Office US yet. And yeah. Parks and Rec, I adore. Um, I'm sure there are other workplace comedies out there that I've enjoyed along the way. It's just a it's just a, a solid genre. It's mm. a great like way to have a mix of different people and have them all come together every day. And then, like, what doesn't work about that for a sitcom, basically, or a comedy? Uh, in terms of corporate world, I have only really worked in either retail or in hospitality or in the medical profession. So the closest I've got to working in a corporate setting was being a a sampler um, for Costco. So that's where, <laughs> yeah, I did a year of that. Mm, um, my last yeah. year of uni. So go into Costco. And I, if you've never been to Costco before, huge warehouse sort of like supermarket environment. They sell everything. As much as Hampton DeVille make everything, mm-hmm. Costco sells everything. And along the way, if you're a member, 
or just if you're in there, basically, there are these little carts set up where people divvy up samples of things. And that can be a lot of different stuff. Like some, it was often mostly food, but it could be other things you could take home with you and stuff like that. So that was me. So I was, as one of the only people who wasn't of Indian descent there, I was the one who was often cooking the beef which made a lot of sense. So I cooked the steaks yeah. up and then cut them up and then put them into things. Let me tell you, people are animals. Before <laughs> it's even be- off from behind mm. the sneeze guard, there were just like seagulls like attacking it yeah. and taking it off the tray. It was it was not a great way to view humanity yeah. in that I job. I think if anyone has worked any kind of customer service role or hospitality, yeah, you do realise that people are animals, not particularly bright, inherently selfish, um, yeah, the worst of humanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My favourite was this woman who would come in every day just to get a free lunch off the samples. And like, you know, she'd come Smart. in her third, third day yeah. for the week and like, can I just have a little bit more? You know me, I'm here every day. I'm like, yeah, you're not buying anything. Like, <laughs> why do you but think you I get mean, special treatment? In order then, to get into Costco, she needs a membership. So yeah, she's like paying for it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And really, what should I care? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> I remember well, I I've, only been, I've only been to Costco once, but I was like walked through the door i was with my girlfriend at the time and this like security guard was like oh sorry like are you members i don't know how he could tell probably because we were i don't know 19 or something but like no i'm not a member he's like oh technically you can't come in and i was like oh well i just wanted to know if a membership is worth it just to so i just wanted to see what what was around but i just thought it was a weird kind of cult thing that I wasn't even allowed in the building without a membership you for like groceries. You can like a temporary membership for the day to do exactly right. what you're talking about. <laughs> right. um, but I imagine there's some process for doing that. I don't know. But that's the mm. that's the whole thing, right? They want to get you make you a membership because it's exclusive stuff there. And then mm. you're going to keep coming back to justify that membership. That it's like a gym a membership. Yeah. And the crazy thing is as well, like that membership is like photo ID to you. So you can't give it to your neighbor or something like that and say, here you go. I know of a lot of people housewives and so forth who would get a big list together and then mm-hmm. like they'd split the membership together but that one person would go in and like do all the shopping for like their whole street or their block or whatever um yes yeah, are the like savings that. worth it is it really cheaper <sighs> so in some cases yes in a lot of cases no <laughs> okay. no uh but long story short i've never worked in like an office building or anything like that mm-hmm. anyway Damask, could you please give us your spoiler-free review of Corporate Season 1? I can. Okay, so in the insanity that is lockdown, every morning I wake up to the Prime Minister or Premier, but mostly the Prime Minister, saying that he wants people to get back to work, that people want to be working again. And sure, people don't want to be trapped in their own homes anymore, but who are these insane people that want to go back to work and when being in that mindset I started corporate season one and I fell in love it is an uncanny but dark look at corporate life it is bleak but it isn't depressing at least not for me there is a catharsis in acknowledging that your life when broken down is just sending and receiving emails The show doesn't hold its punches. It is a reminder that the system is broken, but trying to fight the system is stupid as well because, let's be honest, your efforts to fight it are mostly lazy and self-indulgent. It makes fun of both capitalism and the prisoners of capitalism, which is us. 
Corporate has made me laugh out loud in every single episode multiple times. It is sharply written and one of my favorite comedies I've watched in the last few years. Now, does the mindset of what is happening in the world perhaps add to it? The fact that I am not allowed to work and therefore can have this kind of bird's eye view, uh, almost fondly remembering the horror <laughs> that is a it's workplace. <laughs> it is a bygone era, if you will. So this show is also beautiful. I mean, that cinematography, just breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Loved it. What about you, Brad? I, it did very little for me. Oh, honestly. No! Yeah, that's I, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I did not find it particularly funny. I agree with you on like on the general sentiment of what the show is, right? Mm. Like in terms of like lampooning corporate. America or like corporations and the people who work within them and capitalism and all that. He does that very, very well. It's good at doing both sides of that coin as well. Like one of the episodes, and it's, it's going to be very hard to spoil the show because honestly, not a lot happens. They're very, no. It's very much just like episodic little vignettes almost, right? Um, there's the episode where uh, Hampton DeVille, a co-op or working with Trademark, the street artist who's like this anti-corporate and like Mm -hmm. there's a real um, cynicism going on there in the show and that's great. Like I really enjoy that it can do both sides of that coin. But at the same time, I kind of feel like the show only has one joke and that is that corporate life sucks and capitalism Mm. sucks and it is that same joke over and over and over again. And the problem I have with it is that when I didn't find it necessarily super funny, I didn't have anything else to attach myself to. The mm. characters are all flat. They are they don't have particularly interesting inner lives. There's not a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So we've talked a lot in the past about how our favorite comedies are things like Parks and Rec and Community mm. and The mm-hmm. Office and stuff. And one of the things that always makes me attach myself to them more and generally laugh more is I I like the characters or I care about the characters enough to find that stuff funny. It, fi- it makes it makes me care more, therefore I find it funnier. Mm. And I just just didn't. And I don't think that's what the show is going for. It's not like it's failing on that front. Mm. But in terms of what it is, it just, I don't know, it didn't do a lot for me. It possibly is because I don't have the same perspective that you do because I am working still at the moment. So, uh, I don't know, maybe that's it. I also, yeah. not though neither of us have been in a corporate environment, there yeah, was very I little think, there. I like, that- for what I have been exposed to, because I did admin for a few years, um, and one of those jobs was in like this big building filled with many businesses, mm-hmm. and so I was exposed to many people who were fully in that corporate world, um, which I wasn't and didn't care about really, other yep. than just transferring calls and stuff. So I saw a lot of um, familiarity there. Um, I saw a lot of people that I recognised, uh, scenarios that I recognised and also sitting next to Angela who is very much mm-hmm. in that exact world. Sure. Um, she really got a lot out of it as well. So, yes, absolutely. I completely agree with you that the characters, while they have like traits, yes. <laughs> very distinct traits, there isn't – yeah, a rich inner life at all. So if you're coming to it for that, you're not going to be satisfied. I think if you enjoy the joke about that specific type of workplace, 
um, and making fun of those systems. I think you'll really enjoy it. But yeah, if you don't necessarily think that stuff is funny um, and perhaps that might be just because you haven't experienced it or whatever or you just don't think it's funny, um, you can't then attach yourself onto caring about a character because that's not what the show is doing. So I I agree with you, yeah. I guess I generally just think that it's funny until – it's this for the most part, I really feel like it's the same joke over and over and over again. Like there's an episode that's a bottle episode that is just I think it's a long the meeting. same type of humor. I don't think it's the same mm, joke though. No, I, I kind of think it ultimately is this. That's why that's kind of what I mean. It's like there's an episode that is like it's a bottle episode. It's about being stuck in a long meeting without your phone. Mm. And it that is that is the entire joke. That is the entire episode. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else going on there that's gonna make you laugh. That is, that is it. And like it, it, I think the joke like, is what your mind does when you are suffering from severe boredom. And like there's an episode the earlier on where someone's suffering from a lack of like sleep deprivation. It's like it goes back to these wells that are very, very obvious. It's not it's not insightful in any way realistically about that. It's all stuff that I've either seen before and done better or so much of it I felt like could have been condensed to a Saturday Night Live sketch and it would have been just as impactful for me Mm. i feel like so it's missing its character work i disagree with you that it looks good it has some good stuff when it comes to camera movement. i mean that was mostly just a joke about the cinematography sure and sure okay (laughs) but if we're going to talk about the cinematography Mm. it yes it does have some fun framing at times particularly early on this series i thought it was doing Mm. some fun stuff with framing uh leaving a lot of headroom or extra space to the side like creates this awkward like uncomfortable environment Mm. it will do there was a couple of times where a joke will work because there's this one bit about people taking their shirts off and it starts as a wide comes in really close on this guy it's a really well sort of um dollied shot and then it pulls back and he's not wearing one it's like that was effective but most of the time it honestly looks like it could be a youtube series it is not a pretty show at all and it's not necessarily going for that because being inside a corporate office is meant to be sterile and thing but it doesn't look good and if that's its intention fine but i'm not going to pretend it's a good looking show it looks it has average production values at best um even just like For me, again, when it comes back to delivery of lines, it's the same flat delivery of everything really fast. That's how we talk about things, everything in this show, particularly our lead two characters. Mm -hmm. There's, I don't know, it just wore me down. I just stopped having a good time with it. Um, The pros are that when it is funny, it does remind me of some of my favorite British comedies, actually. It reminds me of shows like Peep Show or the IT crowd to some degree. It can get very absurd in terms Mm. of like the corporate ecosystem and environment and i quite like that the cynical nature of it does remind me of a peep show or something along those lines it yeah, reminded Andrew me more I, of a comedy yeah said that as we were watching it we're like if it was like it's got a really weird vibe to it it doesn't feel super american no. it does kind of have a much more british sensibility about it yeah um and as i said also yeah lampoon's both sides of a topic which is always good but I also I don't think it has a perspective, right? It mm. just does that. It just like goes, this is stupid, but so is this. Yeah, it's about that's, pointlessness. That's the takeaway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which but is yeah. the show then ultimately is pointless and therefore I lose interest in it because it's not it's mm. just again, it's the yeah, same. Yeah, I don't of thing think, yeah, if you don't find it funny, then like the humor of the pointlessness isn't you've got you've got nothing to hold on to. 
Whereas I, what, I like the pointlessness of at it. At what point, though, does me watching the show just become pointless? And, like, am I meant to laugh at that? Like, like. Well, either you find pointlessness funny or the de- their depiction of pointlessness funny, or you don't. It was good for, all, for the first two episodes. <laughs> anyway, finally, I just thought, I think the show is kind of craftless at a lot of times. The, there is, I really think there's an opportunity in a lot of these episodes to go a step further or to do the work. The episode I'll keep coming back to because it's my least favorite episode of the show mm. is the long meeting because mm-hmm. I love a bottle episode. I think they are an interesting quirk of the genre where it's a way of like reducing costs by having your characters all just stuck in one place, but mm-hmm. also as an opportunity to really dig into your characters and maybe try and say something and do something, find something that wasn't there before. Um, and it didn't. It just was a long joke about a long meeting that was pointless. Yeah. And that's no, the you're not gonna get show that. summed up. Yeah. You're not going to get that character stuff. So If like, that's it, what you want, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But it, I don't, I've got no interest to watch more of it because mm. unless someone told me it was going to go somewhere else, it's just going to be the same joke again for another 20 episodes. Yeah. No, that's, that's the show. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not a character development show. It's not at all. <laughs> I suppose that leaves me in the place where I'm like, I don't hate it. I just mm. have no strong feelings either way about it. It's mm. fine. And that's where I'm left. What is your score out of five stars, Damask? I am giving it a solid four. I think I would have given it a 4.5, but I actually think season two had some really great episodes that I mm-hmm. liked more. So I'm giving this season four. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to give it... 2.5 out of 5 stars. Just pure mediocre. <laughs> mm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the podcast to please review us on Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars and maybe a couple of nice words our way. And to sweeten the deal, if we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1. We would also love you to share hunting seasons with friends and family who you think might also enjoy listening. Next week, we'll be back with our review of Devs Season 1. If you'd like to contribute to our discussion of Devs, or if you have any thoughts on corporate, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode of the podcast at contact at hunting seasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast. But right now, let's talk spoilers for Corporate Season 1. 
You're now entering the spoiler zone. Spoiler warning. From here on, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one of Corporate. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Corporate up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You have, have been, been warned. warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. All right, Damask, what do you want to talk about first in our deep dive discussion? Well, there's so many spoilers, so really the question is where to begin. Um, But no, in the little break that we had then, we were just discussing that this comedy that really has no character work, that is about pointlessness, what then do you discuss other than either you find it funny or you don't? So my first question is to you, do you find it funny? No. Can I ask you, did you find it funny? I did. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? I do. Just little bits and pieces that I really enjoyed. Um, so I love the titles of this show, which is rare yes. for me. But yes. I really enjoyed the extreme, sinister corporate video vibe of it. I thought that was very it cool. It is like they took it off Getty Images or something like that. Yeah. Like it's those, it's those like, uh, what do they call that? Like, yeah, those sorts of video things mm-hmm. you just buy online sort of thing. Stock, yeah, that, stock footage, stock footage Yeah, that stuff. perfect corporate, yeah. Smiles and handshakes and nothing really that you can point out and be like, oh, yeah, that looks human. Um, So in episode one, just a quote saying, I want a hot body because I'm tired of developing my personality, which I very much enjoyed. I liked at the very beginning we see the intensity of Christian and how terrifying he is, Mm -hmm. Um, the absolute embodiment of, you know, no ethics capitalism. Um. Just the reiteration of the constantly people saying your decision to use bullets as bullet points, brilliant, which I enjoyed. Because as someone who was deemed creative by people who work in the corporate world, anything you did, they were just like, oh, my God, that's a brilliant idea. I can't believe you thought of that. Um, So I remember when I would just do stupid like photo edits or whatever for some people I worked for. They couldn't believe it. Like, um, I felt really good about myself, but it was pointless. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, the fact that he gets so into, you know, fonts and stuff. I was like, yeah, no, I've done that. I did enjoy the bit of them like just constantly changing the font on that <laughs> one bit. Like, what about Centuri Gothic? No, no. <laughs> Calibri? No, that looks stupid. Uh, in episode three, the quote: "Coffee is a scam. Be an adult and take an Adderall," which I agree with. Um, I mean, I drink shit tons of coffee but that's simply because i don't have a prescription or a hookup for adderall um i like if anyone has a hookup for damask (laughs) that's right just send me a dm on twitter um (laughs) the i think brewing your own beer is the sign of a lost person we live in well i live in brunswick we live in that kind of area lots of men that look very much like matt Mm -hmm. brew their own beer and that was just just I enjoy laughing at those people. Um, the quote, how did people survive before Sriracha Mayo? I agree with that, even though it's dumb. Yes. Um, oh, on the retreat episode in which Matt is trying to network mm-hmm. and he just asks a woman, how Jake is that? Jake is trying to network. Oh, no, Matt, they're both trying Matt to network. Matt is trying Sorry, yeah. but failing. And he says, how is that adorable little daughter of yours? And the woman just replies, <laughs> 
dead, <laughs> which tickled me pink. Um, oh, and just on Casual Friday when he's wearing those thongs and Christian comes in and just destroys him and he says, this is def- definitely going to be a traumatic memory for me. And <laughs> it was so horrific. Um and obviously cinematography, which I enjoyed. I just thought it was cute. I find Matt quite cute. Sure. Um, oh, and in episode 10, Remember Day, mm-hmm. when Matt is having that traumatic memory of his parents fighting in front of the Christmas tree and you pan over to see him as a grown man. I really enjoyed that reveal. What about you, Brod? Do you have any? <laughs> I'd, I've got things. I've got little bits and pieces here that I enjoy, definitely. Mm-hmm. I did want to say this could have gone into a deep dive discussion if there was one worth having. But the the <laughs> person that I, like, had the most, like, emotional attachment to. Again, I know the show's not trying to do that. But I just, want, I just thought it was an interesting moment. Mm. In Remember Day, when Christian has done that uh, Hello Today or whatever, Hello Morning show or whatever, right? Yes. And the woman comes over to take his oh, mic yeah, off. Full on. I was like, I like you. You're the, person, you're the only person I've liked this entire show is this woman that's just like, you're yeah. a piece of and shit. It was I want really you to know that. Shocking and confronting because yeah. at that point, everyone is so absurd. Yeah. And then to have this woman who is saying what someone would actually think in the real world, you're like, oh yeah. my fucking God. Yeah. And then he goes on that, yeah, internal yeah, journey. Mm. <laughs> but I was like, that's the first person I'm like, oh yeah, I like, I like you. <laughs> my uh, favorite character's on. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to uh, give a shout out to Natasha Leon, obviously, who mm. had a cameo on this in the retreat episode. She was yes, great, the cult leader, um, mm-hmm. and the late great Fred Willard. Yeah, um, as well as nice to see him. That was a bit, it was a bit of that was a bit of a heartbreaker to see him. I was like, oh, oh, okay. And to um, see Jake kill him with a sword. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's a great example of what I'm talking about. Of just like a nothing joke. That whole like, oh, just I play video games to, to video escape game. and now I feel like I'm in a video game and I'm just imagining like, kidding did this too, much better. Anyway, um, the apologies Bukaki in episode one I thought was mm-hmm. very, very funny. Mm-hmm. The best possible, the, the best cold open, because it also ended up in a bookend was in episode two, the banana, um, mm, and, like yeah. the whole thing of getting all the way to the that corporate office good. and then being thrown away because had some spots in it, it's which again spot on it. Mm-hmm. was very kidding was very much like... Because that's a show that was full of cynicism as well, right? That was really, really cynical at times, but also had something else to make us care in a big, big way. I mean, kidding very much was both extremes. It was. Extremely cynical and extremely positive. So, And so I guess... I wouldn't call it a cynical show uh, like this one. It 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 had cynical elements. But yes, but that show was purposely trying to do both. This show would not be the same show if it had positive elements. It's not doing that. Yeah, it's not trying to show. do that. Um, <laughs> it'd be a better show for you. Do sure. you think we'll be racist when we're fifty? Of course. <laughs> um, one of my favorite background details. I don't remember which episode it was, but mm. they were walking out of like an office meeting or something like that. Matt and Jake, and just in the background, they had like the Death Star. Uh, Empire, like, vertical lights in the background. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a cute little nod. I know it's just like a reference humor thing, but, like, to not draw attention to it, to just have it there for someone who was paying attention, I thought was quite quite cool. Um, I've never seen raw human dog shit talk. That was just a great turn of phrase. <laughs> Let's pretend so this is harsh, a safe yeah. space. Let's pretend this is a safe space. Safe space like. 
Uh, <laughs> guilt is just insecurity leaving the body. Often these are coming from the retreat episode you might notice. Yeah. Um, and then I agreed with you about the opening titles. Least mm-hmm. favourite and favourite episode. What was your least favourite episode, Damask? My least favourite, let me scroll up. It was episode three, The Pain of Being Alive. So that's mm-hmm. when everyone wants Jake's pills mm-hmm. um, and Matt is searching for the ghost. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I zero notes on that episode. Yeah, I I think. I mean, I I I got it. I I don't know. I I didn't find it as funny mm-hmm. as the rest. And when that's when that's the the foundation of my love of this show is just laughing out loud almost constantly as I'm watching it. This one just wasn't as funny to me. I guess. Sure. Mm. Uh, my least favorite episode was episode seven, the long meeting. Uh, Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, I love a bottle episode. This is a bad bottle episode and exemplifies my one joke problem with the show. Mm -hmm. And I will Mm -hmm. leave that there. Favorite episode to mask. Mine is the PowerPoint of Death, which is episode two. Everything about that spoke to obviously the most extreme version of, but what it feels like to be in that corporate world. Um, and, yeah, I think every character was at their funniest to me in that episode. I was, like, if it wasn't for the next episode I'm going to mention, that would have been my favourite episode as well. Mm. It's got that great opening, closing, and the PowerPoint stuff was genuinely funny. And, like, I was quite, quite into the show after those first two episodes. Mm. Um, I was definitely feeling the vibes. And then it was just, yeah, I just sort of petered off as, as it went on. Um, so I agree with you. Episode two is a good one. Episode five, Corporate Retreat, is my favorite. And again, it might be a perspective mm. thing because I have had to go to conferences and stuff like that, which require networking. And it does suck and I hate it. Mm. And I've also been to places that have these cynical, you know, um, what do they call them? Like uh, people giving those cynical speeches or, or uh, motivational speakers and stuff like that, you know. Oh boy, uh, I just I have perspective on that, so I found that yeah. I guess to be a lot funny. It was I a much funnier scenario to me. Found that probably less funny to me than a lot because I have never done anything like sure. that. So that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I get like, this is the thing, right? It's ultimately this whole discussion we're having boils mm. down to subjectivity. Yeah. <laughs> I found the episodes that I had some perspective on, and therefore yeah. made me laugh funny. Yeah, and, and I think like not the so much of this sense of humor is like, and it's obviously not that much of an inside joke because so many people live in the corporate world, but it totally. has that kind of pat on the back inside joke feeling yes. to it, which is like, like I said, it has a sense of catharsis about it. So if you have like these negative like memories or associations mm-hmm. with certain things that exist within that world, yeah, it's it's cathartic to laugh at um, the kind of trap that many of us live in. Um, but, yeah, it's absolutely subjective. Do you have any predictions, hopes, concerns? You've already watched ahead, obviously, so there's not much you can say there in terms of season I have, two and season three. I watched, yeah, I haven't watched season three because it's only just come out. Mm-hmm. It'll be its third and final season, which I think is great. And I think mm-hmm. we were talking earlier how it's got more of a British sensibility and I think having three seasons is quite fitting for that because how long can the show go for being the kind of structure it is um with the with the tone that it has so i'm really excited to watch season three i loved season two um probably even more so than season one i think um yeah no i'm just excited to watch all of season three 
Do you, does it ever do anything more with the characters at all? Is there anything for me to look forward to as someone who wants that out of it? Or is it just pretty much the same sort of Not cynical in- look at corporations? I mean, I think you get a greater sense of... I think they become clearer, more more defined, I guess, mm. clearer to see the differences. Um, but in terms of, like, character development or relationship building, like, tiny fractions of that, but no, not really. This is the show. Mm-hmm. I think it gets funnier and stronger and more absurd as it goes certainly more absurd as it goes. But if you are wanting to connect and be like, I love that person, you no, <laughs> that's not what you're going to get. The absurdity is not necessarily a bad thing. I can handle more it being more absurd. I think mm. some of my favourite things ultimately worth, like I didn't mind the Casual Friday episode where the whole office seemed to be yes. in on that hysteria around being shirtless. That was quite fun. I yeah. enjoyed that. And again, possibly just because it brought in different... More characters and they're more for more energy and a little bit more variety and sort of what I was getting mm. otherwise from the characters. Did you do you have a favorite character on the show? Do you have or favorite characters? Um, I love. I really do enjoy Matt. I think mm-hmm. he's so recognizable to me that I think that's that's. I find that very funny, um, but. I'm fascinated, truly fascinated by John and he makes me, I think that actor is incredibly funny mm-hmm. um, and perfectly suited to that role. Yeah. I didn't mind, there were some moments with Jake when he was really brought down his I facade love his a little bit. love of cats, yeah. Love of cats was very, I, I enjoyed <laughs> and then him wanting to not watch Society Tomorrow <laughs> just because he likes being contrarian. Yeah. was refreshing and like honest and truthful about that I quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, I, there's something about the actress who plays Kate that I think she does a really good job mm. playing that someone who's completely in on this corporate, like yeah. has completely um, devoted herself to this corporate lifestyle, I quite mm. like as well. I actually find in season two, because for season one, John and Kate, can kind of seem like kind of samey samey. There are yes. slight differences. Yes. But in season two, I think they kind of commit to John is like insanely, like totally has drunk the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kate has to succeed, but she is more of a normal person than sure. John is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got nothing else to say. You got anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this one up? Um, if you like the show, keep watching it because it's amazing and hilarious. Um, and that also means that you're not a loser like Broad. So congratulations. Do you think we should come back and do discuss season two and three? No, I'm just happy to have introduced this uh, show to perhaps people who haven't. Um, I don't know if it's something to deep dive review, obviously. No. Um, but I just like, I as soon as I saw this show, I just fell in love and I wanted other people to know about it. So if you watched it and you liked it, congratulations. Uh, keep watching because it's, I would yeah. definitely recommend people try it. I think, mm. mate, like it's, it, that's the thing. I can't not recommend it because it's totally subjective. Mm. Maybe you'll get more out of it than I did. I just sort of found myself going mad at the end of it. Uh, yeah. but obviously I think if you work in office, yeah, if you work in office job, Hmm. Um, yeah, check it out because I think it it might um, there might be something there 
for you. I'm probably just a snob. I would like you to talk about this in a future off-topic hot topic, though. Like, if you want to tell me what you thought of season two and season three once it wraps up, Mm -hmm. um, please do come back with that. But I don't think we're going to be reviewing future seasons of this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. We usually go much more in depth because (laughs) it's something that can really be, you know, sifted through and talked about um, to the nth degree. This just was not the sort of episode today. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter at Maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Next episode, we'll be back to discuss Dev Season 1. I get the feeling there's going to be more to talk about. I just have um, I get hunch. the feeling it's going to be so much to talk about. I want to not do it. <laughs> but <laughs> See, this was nice then. We'll consider this a this bit of a break. This was such a lovely reprieve. I mean... <laughs> Thank God. But Devs is going to... This is... Devs is society tomorrow, by the way. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.